Hey, another great episode of Roundup is coming up next. If you like what you heard, please go online to redsearadio.org and donate, become a monthly sustaining member, and keep us on the air. Thank you and God bless. Good morning. Welcome to Red Sea Roundup. Got a little echo going on, but I don't know if you can hear it, but I can. There we go. Welcome to our show. We are here in the beautiful Red Sea Station at St. Mary's Catholic Center and Bryan College Station. I want to welcome all of our listeners from all over Central Texas. KEDC 88.5 here in Bryan College Station. KYAR 98.3, Waco, Central Texas, KINF, Palestine, and high five to myself. That's the first time I've ever got all three of those right. Yes, a round of applause, (laughs) please, Dennis. Welcome. Howdy. Good to see you, Dennis. Good to see you. It's great to be here. Rocking that station manager position today. Yeah, it's uh, shaking off the rust a little bit. I'm being Thaddeus for the day, and I'm, I'm enjoying this. I'm it's like a little family reunion. We've got Megan's eyelids yes, here in, in, the, in the studio. Good morning, Hello. Megan. It's so good to be back here. I just, I'm just filled with joy. I am to thrilled, be here. thrilled to that it all came cataclysmically <laughs> together as we were celebrating our good friend Dennis and Darby Maka's our 25th anniversary. anniversary. That was and, beautiful, uh, beautiful event. To celebrate a beautiful what couple. a gathering, huh? It really was. What is a that tribute. where y'all conspired to do this today? Yeah, is absolutely. There? Saw each other from across the room and we're enjoying a I'll move on to that, but uh kudos again to who y'all are and who y'all mean to us. Uh what you mean to us, Dennis and Darby. Thanks be to God. Love y'all so much. And it was just so evident of the people that you are with that gathering of um friends who came from all over and your kudos to your kids who pulled that off one month later we're still on a bit of a high here 100 percent as a surprise but uh (laughs) megan and i started talking and keith was rarely by my side we typically divide and conquer (laughs) when we're in a big group like that and just talking about the diaconate and um, have been waiting for the Holy Spirit to work for us to bring this interview on, and she said, "Let's do it." All right, absolutely. We had a little thank you for technology and texting, and can you do it here? And mm-hmm. what about there? And so I want to shout out to her son Robbie, who was uh, <laughs> dragged here, gracious enough. Uh, <laughs> he, 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 he didn't put up a fuss. He, you know, usually there's some promise of some treat along the highway that'll that'll keep him. Uh, in the game. I have so. no problem funding the treat after <laughs> okay. we're here. I All right. have no funding. Uh, so for our listeners who may not know the history of Red Sea Roundup, uh, Megan was our brain child to get this coming together here. Yeah. And Years years back, we uh, did a, a Catholic community showcase, and it was so successful. We said, we need to do this on a frequent basis. And Megan stepped up to be our first ever Red Sea Roundup host. And uh, she had such great shoes to fill that we filled it with four, four different people. people. Yeah. So I yeah. still I can't imagine doing it every week. Love it, love it. But well, it was it was a joy and a privilege to be able to do it, and uh, an exciting thing to be back here to do it again for a day. And really, to have such a beautiful couple to be interviewing is a, it's just going to be a easy task. Uh, plus, you know, 
you talk a lot, Judy, well, so it really shouldn't be a problem. <laughs> the hard task for me as, as the uh, the interviewer in the second half of the show will be like, okay now, Judy, let, let your husband let talk. I have talk. been practicing <laughs> submission. And, uh, oh, have you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, there you go. So if you're wondering what they're talking about, Keith and Judy Como are going to be talking about their call to the diaconate and Keith's recently acceptance into um, candidacy as a deacon uh, coming up in the years to come. Yes, so actually. after several years more study, but uh, be a total of three and a half, three and a half years. more years. So God willing, that'll be on part two, but part one, we're going to cover we some local stuff cram in, in each of our areas. So can I cover one or you two go. things? So sacred heart in Palestine, y'all are having your life teen kickoff event on Wednesday, August 29th. That's a week from tonight from six thirty to eight o'clock in the life teen room. So they're going to celebrate the beginning of a new year at Sacred Heart in Palestine, their life team. They're going to have, of course, crazy contests, foods, pri- food prizes, lots of friends, lots of laughs. So they ask you to come and hang out. But also, everyone's always welcome to life teen. So bring a friend or two. That's uh, next Wednesday, August 29th, in the Sacred Heart Palestine life teen room. Parents, if you're listening and you have teens that are able to attend, Life Teen will not disappoint. It is a dynamic program and just got to go check it out. It's going to be taking youth ministry to a new level. That's from grades 9 to 12. Yes. All the kids, anybody that's grades 9 to 12, not just Catholic kids, but anybody's welcome. You won't be disappointed as a teen or a parent. I promise. Yeah, and and our other local area in Waco, I'm going to announce one thing for the general Waco area. And if you have anything that you would like to announce on Roundup or on the station there at KYAR or in Palestine, you can contact contact us here through our website at redsearadio.org. Me or Thaddeus here locally, but Stephanie in the KYAR area. And so one thing that's going on in Waco is a pro-life rosary that they're having every Wednesday throughout the summer. And the location is going to be at their Planned Parenthood in the Waco area at 700 West Highway 6. So they do this each Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. And the faithful servant that's in charge of that, besides John Pashada, who's in charge of Pro-Life Waco, the person in charge of Pro-Life Rosary is Anya Fitzgerald. And uh, she leads that and provides the prayer booklets. So you can contact Anya at prolifeanya at gmail.com. And pro-life is spelled like pro-life, but Anya is A-I-N-E. See, pro-life I was Anya. pondering the spelling as we spoke. Pro-life Anya at gmail.com. That so. would not have been my guess, actually. Norm- so I'm glad you spelled it. Norm- <laughs> yes. I want to uh, say right off the bat and help us remember to announce this again, that we are a live show and we would adore if someone would call in with any comments or questions, uh, even during the interview in the next part. And you can do that by dialing 8-LOVE-RED-C. Nope. 85-LOVE-RED-C. I was just testing you. Mm. I wanted to make sure you were listening to me. Go ahead. 85-LOVE-RED-C. I can't stand giving someone a number like that because it's like, oh, how do you dial it? But it's 855-683-7332. Yeah. So you can remember it by 85-LOVE-RED-C. Well, most of you can at least. Yeah. Well, I have that kind of a brain. But to dial it, it's 855-683-7332. Thank you. Never at a loss for a little jab across the station here. Thank you very much. I love doing that live on the air. Cool. Because you do the same for me. (laughs) Within like a reflex, like breathing. It becomes (laughs) very, very easy to both of us. 
Do you uh, want me to cover the other Red Sea things, or you want to cover your stuff I'm first? I'm going to jump into RCIA real quick. Awesome. And, Go um, for it. I don't like to talk about things in the Catholic Church that we assume people know what RCIA actually is by saying RCIA begins all over the world. Mm-hmm. Um the initials RCIA stands for Rite of Christian Initiation, and what it is is an opportunity to learn more about the Catholic Church. For those who are interested in becoming Catholic, uh, Megan is our uh, wonderful promoter of RCIA because of your experience right. and your call to it. I think maybe you'd like to... Well, yeah, for those of you who don't know me, I am a convert to the Catholic faith. I've been um, Catholic for about six and a half years now and uh, went through RCIA at St. Anthony's with the amazing, wonderful deacon, now deacon. He wasn't when I went through, but now deacon Mike Beauvais. And it was a beautiful experience um, to learn more about the Catholic faith. But The interesting thing, and I love how you say it's not just for people who are thinking, I want to become Catholic, because it's more than that, um, because it's about the history of Christianity. And it even goes beyond that. It goes goes before Christianity to the foundation of the world. It's the history of God's plan and God's love for his people. That's what it's about. And that's, you know, at its heart what the church is about. God's plan for salvation and his love for us. With the people. You're, yeah. You immediately form a community. Um, I'm going to give you a f- couple of examples of the RCIA programs here locally. But you uh, typically at St. Anthony's, we would come together, share a meal, have a theme for the night, and then have small group discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, people from the parish who are on the team or... Um, called to be there and walk with people and the best way to learn is by learning how to teach and uh, learning more about it Um, Dennis we're gonna play that clip of another uh, testimony about RCIA so this is a spot we created with Brandon Pice an interview you had recently but this is a great testimony from from that can becoming Catholic change your life Here's one man's experience with RCIA, the Rite of Christian Initiation for Adults. When you don't grow up in in like a faithful household, you, you tend to not really understand a lot of these concepts. It was, I guess, the first time I was learning about Catholic uh, theology. I was learning about um, the history of our church and the experiences that we all share, you know, as a part of being the mystical body of Christ, what exactly the Eucharist is. RCIA, I owe so much to it. Just but they're just so nice, so so helpful through just like biblical studies um, and, and also the teachings of our church, allowing us to encounter the Lord um, and, and the knowledge that you can learn and the appreciation that you can have for it. If you're interested in becoming Catholic or simply want to learn more about the Catholic faith, contact a local Catholic church about RCIA, the Rite of Christian Initiation for Adults. Before we get to some dates and yeah. logistics about that. Um, I want to say there may be some folks out there who are thinking, yeah, I'm kind of excited about the Catholic faith or I'm interested in it or intrigued by it and maybe would have been more open to this a week ago. Yeah. And what I'd like to say to that is um, I want to bring your mind to Christ when he was going through his passion and when he, he was stripped of his garments and he was covered in wounds and covered in dirt 
and spit and was just a horror to behold. That's what you saw when Christ was on the way to the cross. But the reality was that man standing there looking a horror was purity and love and grace itself. This is the Catholic Church. Don't be afraid of the ugliness that you see on the outside because the heart of the Catholic Church is Jesus Christ. Amen. Well put. So give the information. Yes, and um, if uh, we have listeners who are uh, in the least bit interested, go to these first sessions uh, at the local parishes. Here in Bryan, I can tell you that St. Joseph's Catholic Church, RCIA, starts on September the 21st, always on a Tuesday night from 7 to 9 p.m. St. Anthony's uh, program begins on August the 30th, my birthday, uh, at 6.30, and St. Thomas Aquinas here locally in Bryan is always on Sundays from 9.45 to 11.30 a.m., and their program begins September 9th. A uh, contact person at St. Thomas Aquinas is Deacon Dave Mays. Um, anyone listening in our other areas, the Waco, Palestine, if you want to uh, c- call in and or text us or put a message on our website uh, to promote your RCIA programs, but um, just open up, be open to the opportunity to grow in your faith if you're already Catholic. But the best way to encourage someone else is to offer to walk with them. If you know someone who has questions, someone who maybe is going to get married, uh, needs to come, come, want to come into the church or have questions about that, call them up. Give them a personal invitation and uh, offer to walk with them, go to some of these meetings with them. But you won't be disappointed, I promise you. So uh, we had some more. Uh, yeah, there's some things Red that are sea on our website info. that uh, you were mentioning and that we want to, uh, to share with all of you. So uh, we actually are hiring right now. So if you live in the Bryan College Station area or want to live, uh, we have a part-time administrative coordinator position that is open. And this person is going to be helping out out around the office with a lot of office tasks, scheduling and coordinating. But we also want this person to be very much a part of the team, know what we're doing and and know the direction we're wanting to go to also help us with development and our underwriting activities. So 20 to 30 hours a week. If you want to give me a call, uh, go to our website at redcradio.org and click on the, uh, the banner that talks about we're hiring. You can find out more information there. We're hoping to interview in the next uh, two to three weeks uh, someone, a, a group of people that apply. So that's something that's going on. Well, that's we- a great opportunity because I was doing that business back in the day <laughs> and I wasn't getting paid for it. So praise be to God for the growth in this uh, radio station <laughs> that he could give out some salary. <laughs> well, we're trying. We're trying. It's it's something that we very much need in our moving forward. And so as God is calling us to expand into other areas and lots of things to come. And a big way to help us do that is let's talk about our benefit yeah, coming up. we have up. our benefit So dinner. excited about it this year. Tom Peterson is our guest speaker. He's going to be um, speaking on November 1st here at St. Thomas Aquinas for our local benefit dinner. November the 1st. That's All Saints Day. So we're actually going to start at 30 minutes later after Mass at St. Thomas Aquinas or the parish of your choice. 
Um, so we're going to be starting at 7.30 on November 1st, and uh, he's going to be talking about becoming everyday Catholic heroes. And the whole theme is going to be all saints, past, present, and future. What a so, great opportunity. Yeah. Folks, this is the best benefit it's a lot around. of fun. We always really have such fun. a good time. Um, it's so inspiring to be in a room full of people. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to start off at Mass and flow right into it. That's great. Great plan. Yeah. Really like that. Lots I think we want to talk food, about our... beverages. And, and so that's just go to our website, redcradio.org, and you can click on the banner for that. But there's another thing coming up is our garage sale, which is actually the KJZT annual charity garage sale, which will be this year on Labor Day. So we had to move it back because of some construction going on at St. Joseph's Elementary School. But just remember on Labor Day to come out and support KJZT and the charities that they support us, 40 Days for Life and St. Joseph's Elementary School. That's going to be from 8 to 2 at the St. Joseph Elementary School gym on Travis Street in Bryan. So Dennis, for the folks who might not know what KJZT is, because for a long time I did not. Can you tell people <laughs> what it gonna is? I'm not going to tell you in Czech, but it's the Catholic Family Fraternal of the state of Texas, and it's a Czech family fraternal. So they uh, are charitable, and um, they do some life insurance things as well and investments, and our local guru is Liz Zamanik. Yes, she is. She's she amazing. She rocks that garage sale. Yep. She's like already no in other. garage sale mode and kind of fussing me out at on a couple of emails oh. here that I needed to, to get fussed <laughs> at. So if she's listening, she's going to probably fuss at me for fu- talking about her fussing. Fussing and fussing. Stop the fussing. <laughs> she's wonderful. But those are yeah. things that are going on to help support Red Sea Catholic Radio. And so we want you to dive right in and to help us in any way you possibly can, uh, because we want to bring you more great programs like we're having now, like we're going to have in the second half, and just all the things with all the confusion and this this problems that people are having. Red Sea Catholic Radio and Catholic Radio in general is a medium like no other, where people can actually talk about their frustrations, talk about their concerns, and and share that with one another. And the body of Christ is built up through our interaction with one another. So now more than ever. Catholic Radio is needed. A united front, a place where we can all be united, share our hurts, share our hopes all at the same time, and encourage each other um, as parts of the body of Christ. When one is hurting, we're all hurting, and uh, finding ways of personal sacrifice and um, prayer, adoration, almsgiving, mm-hmm. all of that, which that which makes us Catholic. Absolutely. You know, we were talking about that same subject, but on our website, we also put a couple, uh, our bishop statement on, on the recent um, scandals that have come out, but also an incredible statement from Bishop Morlino out of Green Bay, and then also from Robert George from First Things uh, magazine. Incredible, incredible articles that we think are very important for people to read. Um, one last thing that we had discussed is our Bishop Vasquez um, will be having a vigil mass. Actually, let's get back before mm-hmm. that. Bishop John McCarthy, the third bishop of the Diocese of Austin, passed away. Uh, God rest his soul. God rest his soul. Uh, August 19th at his home, uh, surrounded by his family. The viewing will be tomorrow at the cathedral from 10 to 3. Then the vigil mass, which our Bishop Joe Vasquez will be celebrating, will be at 7 p.m. at St. William Parish in Round Rock. 
Then the next day on Friday, August 24th at 2 p.m., a massive Christian burial will be there at St. William's in Round Rock as well. The presider will be Archbishop Joseph Fiorenza, and the homilist will be Monsignor Elmer Holtman. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's it's a, a sad time, but he's lived a full life, um, and he passed away just this past week. So everyone pray for the repose of the soul of Bishop yeah. John Bishop Emeritus John McCarthy. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, when Father Ryan was ordained, uh, Bishop Joe got sick. Yep, mm-hmm. he and subbed in. Was it that ordination? I, I think yes, so. It was. And uh, I was so wowed by the opportunity to. I was like, man, I haven't seen him in a long time. Mm-hmm. I may not be able to, to have seen him again had I not been in that place. But he was amazing. Well, stick with us, listeners. We'll be back with Keith and Judy Como. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> and Megan Silas is the host. Stay tuned. Hello and welcome back to Red Sea Roundup. I have wrested control from Judy and now am in the driver's seat here for the rest of this program. Um, as if you were listening earlier, you heard that I'm going to be interviewing Judy and Keith about uh, diaconate formation, which uh, Keith is in the process with Judy, and we'll talk more about how that happens as a couple Um, But before we get into that more, uh, I would like to remind everyone that we are live today. So if you would like to call, I'm going to give out the number um, more gracefully than Judy Kate was capable of doing it earlier. But also, I really want to encourage you before I give this phone number out. If you have stories about Judy and Keith, if you have some dirt that you want to lay out there, if you just want to like actually confront them about something, now's your time. It's live. It's on the air. And the number is 85-LOVE-RED. C 855-683-7332. So um, Judy and Keith, thank you so much for having me here. It is a pleasure to get to interview the two of you. You are truly a special couple. And I know that anyone who knows them uh, knows that as a fact. And uh, in thank fact, you. I wanted to tell you, um, I was not too long ago, maybe a couple months ago, in a conversation with um, a dear friend of mine. And we were talking about um, people in our lives who it is clear to you that this person is in love with Christ. Not just like, you know, a servant of the church or, you know, somebody who's, you know, firm in their faith, but truly head over heels in love with the Lord. And your name, Judy, and your name, Keith, were like at the top of my list of people who just have that. And it is beautiful, and it is inspiring, and it is the gospel walking around. So thank you for that. Well, thank you. We're very blessed. Too much has been given, much is expected. And yeah, isn't that tough? Yeah, that's no, that's a hard sometimes one. Sometimes it is, but sometimes tough. not. Yeah, sometimes it's scary though when you start to really think about the blessings in your life and just how much God has uh, just given you, and you're just like, oh wow, I, the bar is high for me because He has just blessed me so much. So, Amen. so you in th- this, what you're doing as a couple is really about giving back. Um, that is the diaconate. 
being servants of the Lord, right? So doing doing what what he calls and saying yes uh, more than one time, right? Just continuing. Before we get to talking about you know that stage, you know, deciding okay, you want to maybe move forward with that. Let's talk about just your life as a couple a little bit, because one of the things that I love about both of you is not just that you both as individuals love the Lord, which is clear, but that you work as a couple very well together. It's like you're a wonderful example of how that sacrament, at least in my eyes, I don't know what goes on at home, but in my eyes, you're a wonderful example of how that gets lived out in life. And I think we need that example in this world of strong Christian marriages where both partners are like the God's will comes first in my life and I want it to come first in your life too. And then that will make our marriage stronger. So tell us a little bit about your love story. Uh, well, let's go from when we met if, uh, and I won't go into too much detail because, <laughs> uh, our, our telling of this, it seems to sometimes a little bit different, but for our <laughs> listeners, when Keith is talking, you can see flowers blooming and doves cooing <laughs> over us in this telling of that. It, it, it was, I mean, I asked God when I was growing up to just, um, let me meet someone who would love me and I would love her and she would love things that I enjoy doing. And we, when we fell in love, it was just a beautiful thing. We, uh, but we, Christ, met, we met on a blind date. Well, you want to go back that far? Well, I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> it, we telling. did need a blind date. And, um, uh, when I walked into the place where she was at, she was playing music in a band, and my little brother and his girlfriend at the time, now married, um, introduced was going to introduce us. And when I walked in, I just tapped him on the shoulder and I just said, "Tell me it's the girl on the right." <laughs> and That's cute. He goes, "It was. Well, it is. And why?" And I said, "I don't know. Something great is going to come out of this. It might be just a friendship, but it, I think it's going to be more." Mm-hmm. And it did. It turned into being more, and it, it's. God blessed me with such a beautiful and wonderful person that I, I, have, I, w- I have no desire to be anywhere else but with her. And we love God together, and that is another blessing. Mm-hmm. I would say it was pretty evident uh, after we had uh, maybe three weeks of trying to have a date after that. Mm-hmm. We find, I was busy. I was single. Right. and uh, You were busy? Shocking. Yeah, living Judy, life shocking. large. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> and so we... Went out on a Saturday night, and we went to church together the next day, and we've been together ever since. And um, I recently found our uh, marriage encounter spirals that okay. that we had, and uh, it's amazing to look back. I kind of have always described our relationship as being in the same book, in the same chapter, maybe on opposing pages. Mm-hmm. But two uh, cradle Catholics, our, our childhood uh, involved, I... I I'm an Italian Catholic, and mm-hmm. I think that's a different level of Catholicism. <laughs> uh, but um, so early on in our relationship, God was important, mm-hmm. and uh, it continued through. Uh, we were kind of on the fast track of a dated for six months, engaged for six months, married, pregnant within a year. Yep. And wow, we were beautiful. older, and, and, and how old were you around this time? I was uh, thirty-three, and he was okay. twenty. I was thirty-two; he was twenty-seven. Okay, so, so you had you had a bit of maturity there, a bit yeah. of knowing who you were. Yeah. 
uh, before um, you went into who you were going to be together. Fascinating backstory to our meeting. When I first moved to Lafayette, I hired people who had just graduated from Father Turling's Catholic High School. You know, God put me in a very Catholic town, Lafayette, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Just Catholic churches all over. Um, and I met someone who I had hired. I was a manager of a jean shop. And when she went to help me move, saw my guitar, we started playing music together, and we started playing music at St. Genevieve, and the pastor was Father Kale, uh, C-A-L-A-I-S, Cajun. Mm-hmm. Fast forward 17 years, he's now Keith's priest at, at Holy Broadmoor, Cross. Uh, at Holy, Holy Cross. Cross. Broadmoor subdivision, and uh-huh. Keith had graduated, moved away, was very lonely, and all he wanted to do was meet somebody mm-hmm. and get married and have children. I think he wanted to have children more than he wanted the wife, <laughs> anything yeah. else. But, uh, all the way back since I was 18. Right. I so just, in the meantime, yeah. he's seeing Father Kale with some counseling about all of that. Mm-hmm. Then we met, and then he's, okay, I met this girl, and she's great, and blah, right. blah, blah. And we went out to eat somewhere, and when I came out, he's talking to Father Kale. And so I'm like, oh, wow, I haven't seen him in so long. Mm-hmm. I had seen him over the years at different parishes. And so I go walking up, and he looks, it's you? <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, That's you know, sweet. God's yeah. hand in the whole right. thing throughout all that. Yeah, well, that was the A&M and uh, yeah, he was a Notre, Notre Dame, Dame. LSU <laughs> guy. So <laughs> we had to still have ongoing. <laughs> but clear, clearly that. no call to the priesthood for you, Keith. Um, actually, my grandmother growing up w- prayed many, many months and many, mm-hmm. many years to have me to be a priest. And it mm-hmm. just never clicked. It mm-hmm. just never went anywhere. And when I got into the formation of to be a deacon, uh, talking to my mom, which she wasn't aware of that, that uh-huh. my grandmother had prayed for me that much. And she goes, well, I guess God got you anyway. That's <laughs> so, right. Yeah, exactly. Beautiful. So let's talk a little bit about how God got you to go in that direction. So, you know, you're, you're married, haven't, you've had your married life. Um, you got beautiful children, you know, they're growing up. And you, you've sort of served, right, your parishes, any parish that you've been involved yeah, with, you've been engaged. We, um, both of us experienced great reversion, you might say, uh, got lit on fire for our faith uh, by going to Christ Renews His Parish uh, Renewal mm-hmm. Retreat, um, him two weeks ahead of me. There was a little time during that time I thought he was going to leave me and become a priest. He was, <laughs> he was so, so on, on fire. fire for the Lord, uh-huh. and um, it was a fabulous experience that um, I look back t- with a great starting point into our faith is so important, and it takes work. You're not going to just mm-hmm. catch it right. by going to Mass and these occasional things. You have to be intentional. Matthew Kelly is has it right. Right. Um, and at that time, um, we became, we, RCIA was a great springboard for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deacon Lee Cochran, God rest his soul, personally called us. He had an invitation to becoming a part of the RCIA mm-hmm. team, and things just kind of took off from there. Yeah, um, at the end of Christ Renews' Parish, we uh, were asked if we wanted to to go up to the altar and talk to God. Mm-hmm. I got up there and I said, God, I'm yours, but you're going to have to teach me. Right. I, I'm just that Catholic that doesn't know anything. Mm-hmm. And he said, just hold on. Yeah. <laughs> I got your back. And uh, 
the first thing that he did was, I think it might have been a year or two after, uh, I was asked to be an RE teacher, mm -hmm. to teach eighth grade students. And I'm like, I know nothing. What am I capable of doing? And uh, that was Richard, uh, Richard Head. Head at the time. And uh, he said to me exactly this, the Holy Spirit will guide you. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, because I'm going to ask him. He's right. going to yeah. have to. And just lo and behold, uh, after the first year, we would, I was teaching eighth grade, and one of the mothers came to me after the end, at the end of the uh, time that we were done and before summer, and it, she said, I don't know what you did in class, but my daughter is on fire for Christ. And I said, I didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. I said, that's the Holy Spirit right. got you. And I think that was when he, God set the hook so deep in mm -hmm. me that I had no way of going anywhere else but with him and just continuing to say yes. Uh, a little bit later on, we got out of that. And Judy uh, and um, let's see, we started the seventh and eighth grade, uh, Jay say, Barbara, Barbara. Uh, Barbara and, and them. And we kind of, it was just a whole new avenue but uh -huh. it was yeah. just to make uh, middle school more youth ministry right. oriented rather mm -hmm. than classroom um. and all of that again together that's mm -hmm. just been our thing uh it, it's just it, it if it's good by myself it's even better with my <laughs> wife so I, I couldn't ask for anything else um as far as for that but then from there we just it's just been a slow progression god just kind of mm -hmm. putting it on my heart Right. Uh, it's funny because I remember when I was going through RCIA at St. Anthony's, and this is when I first, you know, kind of got to know y'all. And I remember one time we were talking and you said to me, um, well, I said, how you doing? You know, nice to see you, Keith. And he said, he said, can you pray for me? And I said, why? And he said, I'm discerning the diaconate. <laughs> and it, you see, it was like, you, know, I'm, you seemed a little scared about that uh, prospect. Well. Discernment is hard. Yeah. It, <laughs> it still is. But, oh, yeah. Um, well, none of us are really worthy. That mm -hmm. was my biggest thing. Is okay. How could I, Keith Como, be there for, you know, be that type of person or that person for this job? Right. And so this is a question I would have for you. Um, then, back then, when you thought to yourself, this job, what is the diaconate? What was it in your mind that you thought it was and has that changed at all since you've gone started the process of formation uh yes um what i what i thought i mean i have at the time uh and deacon andy who wasn't a deacon at that time uh deacon bill deacon ellis so we were all i knew each we knew each other and um going through Bible study and stuff like that. And I, you know, listening to them about what being a deacon is and stuff. And when I got into the formation part of it, this, I knew nothing of what the deacon was. Mm -hmm. And the most beautiful thing came out of it. It was a deacon is to go to church and to be there and serve on the altar. But the most important thing of a deacon is to go out into the community and mm -hmm. serve the community and help those that are out there that are, are seeking the Lord or maybe doesn't know anything about the Lord and wants to just learn something. So that has been the biggest thing. Right. Deacons at church, you know, that that's just the, a little part of it. Mm -hmm. But being out on the street is, is the most, uh, it, it's exciting. I, I, I never thought it would be what it is, but 
to 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 go out. We had a weekend that we did. Um, I guess it was last semester. It was uh, in October. October. It was cold. Yeah, it was, it was cold. cold. And we well, that a, means it was like 75. Right. <laughs> no. It got down in to, October? It got down to 35. Oh, uh, goodness. We were, on a, uh, it's, we were asked to go on the streets of mm-hmm. Austin and spend the weekend with the, the people. Okay. Not just the homeless, not just right. this. Mm-hmm. And no phone, no money. Yeah, that was the thing. And, and the first thing, I didn't realize this until towards the end of the weekend or whatever, but I, I was just like Abraham. I was asked to leave everything, to mm-hmm. leave my family, to leave my identity, and to go onto the streets. And what I have, what I learned, it was just so eye-opening. God just kind of broke me down all the way to the point where I had nothing left. Mm-hmm. I was laying in front of a Methodist church on the ground, on a piece of cardboard, with the clothes on my back. And a, and a shirt that I had put over my head, and I could just feel the cold coming down. Mm-hmm. And I just got chilled, just cold to the bone. And it was about between 3 and 5 o'clock, and I woke up, and I was just like, I can't sleep. One of the other guys that was with me that's in formation said, I'm going walking, and I'm like, let's go. Mm-hmm. And experiencing the public, and I being one of them that just, you know, the way we look at the homeless or people that are in need is a is just it's it's kind of hard. I walked yeah. the, I walked those streets for from Friday afternoon until Sunday at, at noon, and people just turned their eyes. And you know, God said, Keith, don't be don't be so judgy. Right, you were doing it too. Mm-hmm. And yeah. how many times have I done that and turn you know right. walk across the street to not have to be around a homeless or someone in need, knowing mm-hmm. that that's what they need. To now. I'm looking for them. Right. I, I'm, I'm, you know, God just put it on my heart to help all people. You know, this, I think uh, yesterday's mass, we, you know, it was like having to sell everything to follow God. Right. Yeah. You know, I'm, I have to do that. And mm-hmm. now, you know, there was so many things that growing up, I just, I wanted it, you know, if it was mine, I got to hold on to mm-hmm. it to now. Everything I have is for God, and everything right. that God gives me, I have no problem helping others. And that's the thing. And Judy and I just love, we just love helping people. We love right. being there for others. So, Judy, when, uh, as he's make, going through this discernment process, I assume that he's talking to you about it. Yeah. And were you, um, at the beginning, very supportive of it? which would be my assumption, mm-hmm. but uh, did you have any concerns? Uh, and did you realize the degree to which this is something that he would, that you would travel as a couple and not just that he would go and do his thing? Right. Um, f- first of all, I- I'm sure Keith had this calling within himself, but we had several people come up to us, to him, you would make a great deacon. Mm-hmm. And I want to uh, emphasize that, especially to our listeners, that that is integral in a man's even considering mm-hmm. it, even right. just saying the words out loud. Could could God be calling me to be a deacon? And I watched it happen about a month ago when Father Joseph leaned across the table to somebody and said, you would make a great deacon. And so our part of it is very, very important. So we had the other deacons that he had mentioned. And um, wow, we, we really had to just 
take a deep breath every time we really considered it. Like, well, mm-hmm. is this really happening? Right. Is this really happening? We um, hosted a St. Joseph altar and um, uh, had St. Saint Stephen as a saint and continued to ask for his intercession. And uh, Holy Spirit, take us where you need us to be. And um, no, I never had any and still don't have mm-hmm. any concessions whatsoever um, for Keith being called to him to this uh, formation. And it's, uh, I had no idea what it was. Um, we have very intimate friends who've been through the process, uh-huh. but not any understanding of what it actually is. Right. Yeah. Um, we were very blessed to be introduced to the Project Stephen. Mm-hmm which goes on here in our diocese. And uh, once once someone feels the call, the first thing to do is go talk to your pastor. And if he is supporting you in that, then you can go to Project Stephen, which is on the third Thursday of every month at the Pastoral Center, where you uh, learn to pray the Liturgy of the Hours together mm-hmm. and what the universal prayer of the church is and that, you know, priest, all the ordained are required right. to pray this prayer of the church, and we lay people are invited to mm-hmm. uh, join with that. And we heard a story of a deacon and his wife and their calling and formation. So when we went in January, four and a half years ago, we thought, okay, we're, where's the application? Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, it's two more years before you'll even turn your application in. And we're like, what? Well, what yeah. are we doing now? And uh-huh. Lord knows what we were doing now was being formed. Mm-hmm. It's right. Formation is a word that so describes what we're experiencing right now. Mm-hmm. It's not information. Right. You can gather information, but you are formed, and he is being formed. I am being formed, and together we are being formed Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I answered all your well, questions. No, or it, uh, it, that's beautiful, and I think um, it's interesting that as they the permanent diaconate, which is what you're um, being formed for, was reestablished right after Vatican II. Mm-hmm. It had kind of fallen off yeah, by we the way. Celebrated the right, 50th anniversary. 50th anniversary, exactly. And and the fact that um, married men could then now be ordained in that, um, it, it, that really does. Um, add a component to what needs to be done as far as formation because you have a vocation as a husband that can't be um, ignored while you're living out the vocation of a deacon Mm -hmm. and that the wife needs to be able to support and be on board. And my understanding is as you go through this, through as you get formed and as you get your training, along the way there are decision points where it's a three-pronged decision point, right? Exactly. So tell me about um, that. From the very beginning, um, we had lots of evaluations, psychological testing, but um, and because we have intimate friends who are deacons and couples, and no disparage to anybody, but they frequently throw out, you know, you know, if your wife dies, you can't get remarried, which is true. It is true, and you know, the wife has all the power in the world. She can say no, and Mm -hmm. they'll tell you you're out and never even mm-hmm. and that that is true also right. but the reasoning behind that is so beautiful i mean right uh, theology of the body is beautiful and it teaches us about our sexuality it makes the rules if right. our listeners could see my little 
quotation marks, mm-hmm. uh, because we are in this process together. So mm-hmm. a man who goes through the formation, loses his wife, and then perhaps would remarry, they've not been in formation right. together. So yeah, it's illogical. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, it's all a matter of discernment. It's not just your discernment, Keith, right? Or your discernment, Judy. It's also it's the church's discernment. Exactly. Well. So that's the three the three aspects of it that come in. And, and so you want to make sure that the people that go forward and go into this are really, truly called by the right. Holy Spirit. Well, we right? don't want to be a deacon if we're not right. supposed to be a deacon. Absolutely. It's got to be a calling. Yeah. And he will equip. He does equip. The called. Oh, that's yeah. That's one of Dennis's favorite, right? He doesn't call the equipped. He equips the called. Yeah, absolutely. Several times since our application, uh, and every year the bishop recommits to us. Keith recommits, and I recommit, and it's the real deal. I mean, Mm -hmm. we don't have to have it notarized, but it has to be a (laughs) handwritten, Uh handed off. Yes. No mailing, no getting someone else to do it. Mm-hmm. It's the real deal. And right. um, now, when I saw you uh, both at the um, anniversary party for uh, Darby and Dennis, uh, I asked you how it was going, and you looked at me like, "Oh my goodness!" I thought that we had a good marriage before, but now we really do because I've gone through some stuff and I've faced some stuff and it's really enriched us. So could you talk a little bit about the, some of the specifics of the formation process that have really um, enriched your marriage and your spiritual life as well? Well, that's the thing. When we, we went through um, the, our uh, engaged encounter weekend and we kept changing books because they had asked us a question, we had to write down things and then we had to switch it and we talk about it and, Towards the end, it was just like every question, our answers matched, mm-hmm. or they were very close. <laughs> Y'all need, so to go, you need to go on the newlywed game or something. So it was, that part was cool. And then, you know, there's no way that this can get us any closer or any – and I'm wrong. Uh, our weeks – our week, every month that we drive to Austin together, we were uninterrupted – time that we talked and that was just us getting bonding and coming you know even mm-hmm. to a next level of it, a marriage. it was a very rare occasion for us to ride in the same vehicle and go to the same, same place right. at the same time <laughs> uh-huh. so right. this is god preparing us uh-huh. so when the found out that it's three weeks for steven three years for the project steven it set the wheel in motion mm-hmm. doing that we knew every thursday he had to be home at a certain time. Right. I had to be ready. We had to get in and drive. And drive. So that mm-hmm. was so right. And that's the, that was the the neat thing. I mean, we got to know. You know, it, we just brought us to a different level in our relationship. And now that we've been in formation, and you know, everything is a learning experience. And I, I just think you know, it keeps putting us closer and closer together. And we're just now one. You know, mm-hmm. Judy and I and Emmanuel, which is our little saying, uh, Jesus is, uh, God is with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we have some stories about that, Emmanuel, too. When we first started dating, the theme of the church that we went to was Emmanuel, God with us. And mm-hmm. so we'd write those silly, I love you notes, Emmanuel. Mm-hmm. So we go to our gauged encounter weekend, and I'd had enough. <laughs> I was just... Uh, really, we were disappointed a little bit because mm-hmm. we would write the same we answers, we and were we were like, know, we just thought we were going to go. And I would just, I wanted to be fishing, right? Just, okay. And so uh, the 
priest calls us together with a couple of prayer teams and uh, Keith is like, you know, hold my hand the way we light the candle. And I'm like, <laughs> light the candle. Uh, I've just had enough. So they, what do you want us to pray for? And Keith, blah, 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 that Judy and I will grow closer together. Judy, Keith, and Emmanuel. And that priest looked up and he said, you have a child? <laughs> and I'm like mortified at the time, like, like I'd name him Emmanuel anyway. But so anytime we talk about that time. But um, yeah, it was pretty cool. I mean, you know, right. we, God has always been in, in both of our lives. And mm-hmm. then to unite us that much closer together with him, we're, we're full. So yeah, I, just to kind of put my perspective of us making the statement that our marriage is stronger. I think that through this formation process, we have been seeking God's will. Okay. Mm-hmm. Are we really called to this? Right. And uh, we had a weekend of Ignatian spirituality where desolation and consolation, mm-hmm. and I, that was a year ago, and Keith really had a breakthrough time at adoration where he said, you know, because he was like, I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I can't write these papers. I can't mm-hmm. do this. I can't, I can't, I right. can't. And he came back to the room and he just said, no more. I am not going to be filled with doubt anymore. Right. And if I'm not the person and God doesn't want me to be, the, then that'll become evident. But right. I'm all in. Yeah. And that's so a when beautiful you, moment. Yeah. So when you start... Seeking God's will in this aspect, mm-hmm. and I'm seeking God's will as a wife, and how can I support him? Like we're just building up this spiritual muscles mm-hmm. of trying to be more united with the Holy Spirit. Right. Now, do you, um, you seem like a couple that probably would have prayed together even before you did this, but nope. you're, you're shaking your head as a mm-hmm. no. Now that you're in this process, we have did you... pray the blessing together mm-hmm. every meal, but that was about... <laughs> yeah. I'm not really sure that counts. Uh, <laughs> it's not to say that it, we felt anything was wrong with us, but we we just have our different ways. What our habit? Yeah, yeah I know. People wasn't... are so personal about it. They, it's like such an intimate thing, right, to pray with another person. And, and I think as couples, we, we really should, but there's often these barriers. Is that something that you've worked on as you've been going I mean, through we, diaconate? We, I mean, there's always a time before we even got into um, to the discernment part of it. We, she had her time. She would pray, and there was I had mm-hmm. my time. I would pray. Well, I'm more of a morning person. And she just, you know, we just got, I just get up, get ready for work and everything and go on. She has her little outside garden that she goes out and prays at. And that's her, you know, how she mm-hmm. likes to do it and everything. And the, it's just a beautiful thing how we're called. But not that we say no to each other as far as I'm not going to pray with you or I don't want to pray with you. It's just the idea that we just, sometimes it's hard to get together at a mm-hmm. at a time right. that we are able to, but we the the times that we were driving to Austin, you know, we would do a rosary, mm-hmm. and we that right. was our prayer life. That was our prayer together, mm-hmm. and everybody's prayer life is different. To say that you know yours is better than someone else's, it's not that. That's not the point of it. It's that we are praying, absolutely, and we need that prayer time, whether it be by ourselves, whether mm-hmm. it be together as a couple or as a group. Right, right. But and, being a part of formation, they, you know, you should, you know, they don't should on you too much, but, you know, they, they encouraged, encouraged us yeah. to, to pray together. 
Mm-hmm. And learning the liturgy of the hours was very difficult. Mm-hmm. It's um, you got the book and you're flipping back and forth, yeah, the and ribbon you're trying to do this <laughs> yeah, and all this yeah. kind of stuff. And I'm like, that really wasn't bearing any fruit mm-hmm. with me. Even though you know you have several psalms throughout that, we were more focused on whether we were doing it right, right, than actually. So we. Uh, we remain faithful. We we pray morning prayer together more than any mm-hmm. other right. type of prayer. But I also think uh, that it's become much more natural for us to call each other during the day, hey, and just pray over the phone. Mm-hmm. When we come together, I've always had the freedom and the luxury to go to Mass Anytime I want to, anywhere I want to, right. while Keith's out there making the bucks mm-hmm. to allow us to live and adoration. And as the formation has encouraged him more to, you've got to be present to the Lord. Right. If you're going to, how are you going to relate to the Holy Spirit if you don't know the Holy Spirit, if you're mm-hmm. not practicing the presence? Right. So we've, uh, in, Every Tuesday, we have a date with St. Anthony where we go to uh, adoration together and we go to mass together and uh, experience the first class relic Mm -hmm. and more times. So it's not just this, which we love holding hands, saying a prayer together, but it's the more variety of prayers than this actual. Right. Well, that's beautiful. And we're like almost out of time. And I know you wanted to talk about a few things that are coming up. So I'm going to throw that over to you now. So I want you to get it in before we're done. I just want to encourage our listeners uh, again, much like I said, uh, inviting someone to go to RCIA. There's no value that can be placed on you encouraging someone else to just consider serving the Lord in this way, the diaconate process. Uh, for all the reasons that we've said, which are all great, but uh, just to encourage them. And then the first step would be for them to go and talk to their pastors. But we have uh, over the diocese, over the, from starting in October all the way surrounding to next May, some inquiry sessions. We're going to post those on our website. Uh, it's just an opportunity for a man to go to this inquiry session, hear testimonies from uh, other deacons and their wives. Keith and I will be at the one in Brenham. I know, February oh. 17th in St. Mary's in Brenham, but they're scattered throughout the diocese uh, starting in October. There's one at the Pastoral Center, December, St. Mary's in Temple, January 20th at the Pastoral Center, February 17th, as I mentioned, at St. Mary's in Brenham. March 17th at Eagle's Wing Retreat Center and then May 5th at the Pastoral Center again. And all this information will be on our website. Uh, We're going to be doing some PSAs for this uh, to promote these inquiry sessions and... Well, There's the awesome. Be Quiet music. There it is. Well, thank you so much for having me. Uh, and I, it's been such a joy. And I may God bless you in uh, your continuing along this path. And I know he'll bless the church by having you as a deacon. And for everyone listening, thank you for tuning in. I uh, hope you will join us next week. And when deciding between the values of heaven and the earth, always round up. Yeah.